This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stamp and with me today is Barry Warwick and we're off to Broome through the Kimberleys. Yeah, Wayne. I thought uh, I'd talk about a recent experience that uh, my wife and I had on... um, going over to Broome and then going out into the, um, doing a camping tour out into the Kimberley area. Yep. So um, I, uh, we had some friends with us as well and we decided um, that we would do this sleeping out underneath the stars camping trip and I warned my wife and uh, friends that we would be the oldest people on the trip, you yes. see. The rest would be backpackers, I yes. said, being the knowledgeable travel yes. agent that I am. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't the case, was it? It wasn't the case, no. No. We turned up at the bus stop to uh, pick up um, the the bus, and uh, there were sixteen on this particular trip, um, and everyone was around our age. It's good, actually. I was saying to you a moment ago, my parents have actually done a, a very similar one, if not the same one as this, and, and uh, they're a little more advanced than you are. Um, my mum's uh, in her 80s and my dad just short of it when they did the trip and they just had the time of their life, thoroughly looked after and just said it was brilliant. Uh, so this is, this is a trip that doesn't matter how old you can are, you can get out and do it. You can still, yeah, and I'm I'm impressed that they did it at that age because I thought we were adventurous. But, uh, <laughs> they had a great time. There's hope for me, yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the tour. Well, the tour we um, we started off, and there was one backpacker on it, um, and she was about 25. You should have seen her face drop when uh, she was already had been picked up out at Cable Beach, and uh, when they got into Broome. Uh, and saw of us, she thought, what have I done? <laughs> but she ended up having a great time. But we um, we did the Gib River Road, which mm-hmm. is, um, I'm glad that we did it with them rather than in our own vehicle. And, of course, uh, I'm not a four-wheel drive expert, so uh, you, and that's what you need for the Gib River Road. It is very, very um, horrendous in terms of, uh, the quality. They mm. were grading it, so I suppose it was a little bit better than normal. And we went up to the Mitchell Falls. Now, uh, when we got to the Mitchell Falls, we actually walked from the uh, the camp area into the Mitchell Falls, which wasn't that long, but um, it got pretty warm, even though this was um, in September last year. So, um, you know, you think, oh, winter, it's, it's, it's not going to be too bad, but it was still very, very warm there. Uh, and then we took the helicopter out, and that gave spectacular views over the the um, the falls. But uh, there were three of us in the back seat, and I opted to go in the middle because the other two wanted to be on the edge. But then we found there were no doors on the helicopter. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> Beautifully air-conditioned. Beautifully air-conditioned. Good view. It gives spectacular views. Best views I've ever had. But beats the Grand Canyon helicopters because you can actually see everything. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, when they started twisting and turning, uh, my wife was holding on for dear life, I can tell you, and the, the lady on the other side of me was also holding on for, for dear life, thinking that they would fall out. But we had a seatbelt on. I mean... You couldn't fall out, but it just gives that illusion. Mm. But it certainly, even though it's only a 10-minute flight, I'd recommend that you you did do that because that was, um, you know, I class that as one of the highlights of the trip. Um, And another area that we spent was uh, we camped alongside a river and um, uh, we 
went for a uh, a bit of a swim there and that evening um, one of the participants in the journey managed to let go of the washing up dish tray and it sort of floated across the river and I said to the guide look I'll go and get it you know I'd been swimming there in the afternoon and uh, he suggested that that wouldn't be quite wise in the evening <laughs> so obviously there and, and he said that there were crocodiles there so uh but he definitely wouldn't let me go in he was a bit of a prankster but i think on this occasion um it was the rigid edge um we actually came back to the same spot because you drove up into the mutual falls and then came back to this spot and uh there was our dish on the other side of the river and in the daylight, we went across and rescued it anyway. So there you go. So there you go, yeah. Um, after that, we uh, we journeyed on to Kununurra, and Kununurra um, is a, a really nice, um, well, it's a, a nice little town, um, and certainly that's where the Ord River Scheme is, and lots of farming, beautiful fresh fruits, uh, and it was good to just rest. Uh, Caravan Park there had a beautiful green grass and uh, it was sort of an oasis um, but uh, after that we went on to the Bungle Bungles and again that's something that you, you've seen them on TV and yes they are awe inspiring but when you actually get there uh, it's just something else, it's uh, just well worth doing and again we took the, the helicopter ride and this time there was only two of us in the back seat so a little bit more room but again no doors and uh, Apparently the uh, helicopter drivers camp at the end of the, the runway during the season because, uh, you know, they were on call. They work pretty hard all through the season and it gets their hours up and uh, it's certainly a nice way to, um, to see it. Talking travel for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stan. With me today is Barry Warwick. We are on the road to Broome. We've just been through Kanamara. Now, they tell me through Western Australia that the, the, the view and the, and the scenery just changes continually as you go along. It does. I mean, there are long distances that you have to travel and, uh, you know, you, you look out the window and you think, oh, look, nothing's changing. And then suddenly the scene, the vegetation's completely different. Um, and you do have to cover long distances, but the scenery when you get there is spectacular. But you have to bear in mind that you are covering, a, uh, you're having long days journeys. And um, certainly we were up at, at dawn. Mm. We actually were up and on the road. And I think that we achieved a little bit more because of that. And that allowed us to spend time in the um, you know, some of the, you know, like the bungle bungles in the chasms there and et cetera. So, so h- how long was the trip for you? Um, it was an 11-day trip. Yeah. And, and then the accommodation each night? The accommodation each night, we just, um, well, there were tents provided, but we didn't use the tents. The only time we used the tents was in Kununurra because there were mosquitoes there. But the rest of the time, we just slept out underneath the stars. And it's uh, in the swag. Uh, The mattress isn't all that thick, but uh, it's comfortable. We actually cheated and took one of those self-inflating foam ones to to give us added comfort. And so we slept better than a lot of the others, I think. But one of the things that my wife said when we came back was, I miss seeing all the stars. There's mm-hmm. just so it, it's just really spectacular. And the driver had said that would they get Japanese on the the trips at times, and they've never ever seen a star in their life because of the light pollution in Tokyo. So 
it's it's really spectacular for them. Um, Even I think the further north that you get, the clearer the skies become. And I th- from memory, from from living up in Cairns for a while, up in the tropics, the the stars are just spectacular. You know, the yeah. further up you get, and that's the thing you forget is you're getting towards the tropics in Western Australia. You never think about it very much. No, but you, you don't. do. That's where you're headed. Yeah, and and you are, and the soil, the soil is just so red. You know, mm. all the iron that that's um, that's in the soil and. It just is a spectacular um, trip. And even in Broome, you know, you look out at the water and uh, the ocean is flat. Cable Beach is uh, something that everybody knows and everybody sees the camel treks there. But there's an open-air theatre that's 100 years old in Broome uh, and it's in the centre of Broome. And you go into this theatre and there's deck chairs. So you sit down underneath the deck chairs and you're watching the movie and we saw the Ten Canoes, which was really, we thought, Mm. appropriate for that area. And suddenly there's this jet that sort of passes overhead because the airport's um, about two kilometres out. You know, it's it's sort of walking distance from the town and uh, it came in to land pretty low and then you'd see a bat flying across the screen. And it just all adds to the atmosphere and it's a great place. Of course, you've got the War Cemetery there as well in Broome um, where the Japanese... Uh, not the War Cemetery, sorry, the um, diving... The Japanese divers where they're... Um, uh, they've been buried, and uh, although someone desecrated that just recently, and I'm not sure how well that's been restored, but it's also the centre of Australia's pearling industry, and certainly there's some magnificent pearls there. There's a pearl farm tour that you can do, and that gives you a really good insight into just exactly how pearls are farmed and how labour-intensive. I just didn't realise how much effort goes into producing one of those little pearls and... Um, how many pearls a, a pearl oyster can actually produce. So the the trip, 11 days up by road? 11 days up by road. And Fly home? F- flew home. And yep. I was on a direct flight so from Sydney. So Sydney through to Broome, um, it's a nice way to go. There are connections, of course, via Perth, but that makes it longer, or via Darwin. Um, but there are alternatives that people can... Uh, do if they want. Um, I think even Virgin Blue has one via Adelaide. So, um, but I, um, I, I thought the direct flight was excellent. Now, the only other thing I didn't ask you about was the food along the way. Food along the way. Well, uh, the, on this particular tour, uh, there were people rostered on to help cook the food, um, but they had all the, the evening's um, meals outlined before uh, we went. So. It was uh, pretty much you followed the recipe and helped cook. That's but, right, but you didn't have to go fishing for it yourself. We didn't have to go fishing for it ourselves. There was plenty of it. It was really nice, and uh, everybody everybody really enjoyed it. It is a nice tour, and it's a, it's one that I can, uh, as I say, I can secondhand I can remember. I haven't been on it myself, but my mum and dad have been, and they say it's spectacular, and they're obviously as thrilled as you were to have done it. That's right. There are other tours that are camping as well, but yep. they're more luxurious. Um, the, ours was the... Very basic base one. But a fun way to go. But a fun way to go. And we'll have, of course, more next week when we do it again, when we talk travel once more for our sponsor, Travel World on King, here on 2NURFM 103.7.